Hello, hello, hello. We are Adechi, Solomon, Adra. Adra and Solomon. Whichever way you want to say it. Yep. And you're listening to Afro Mythos, the podcast where we discuss all things African mythology, folklore and culture. That's right. So thank you for taking the time out to explore this amazing world with us. Today's Minnesota, we'll be telling you about some folk tales about the sun. The sun, the sun. And if you are intrigued after listening to this episode and you haven't yet heard our episode about sun deities, then check it out. Yeah, it's called Eye of the Sun. Yeah. Because we talk about something with the eyes <laughs> and the sun. <laughs> and Yanwu, yeah, the Ibo, and, yeah. Ibo deity. They're linked. No, <laughs> no, is it Freemasons or? What are you on about? The, ones? the one with the eye and the. Oh, the third eye? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I forgot what they're called. It's an organizer. Illuminati, that's it. Oh, my lord. <laughs> eye, sun, illumination, Illuminati. That's probably a folklore there, but it's not African, so we're not interested. Wow. <laughs> 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 if you're feeling extra sunny Then check out our painting The Sun and the Moon Yeah Which is based on the Dahomey folktale About the sun and the how, About how the, the sun, sun and, and the, the moon, moon Fell in love, in love And, and they had children, children Who they christened as stars And then they got to fight Yeah Today actually <laughs> Actually I'm going to tell you like a Something very similar to that But it's like Ooh. an extended version of it Of the same yeah. story well, it's not of the same characters because it's of Maui and Lisa, but uh, they're the sun and the moon. So. Yeah. It's like an extended version. Yeah. 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 But yeah, that folktale is one of my favorites. The Dahomey one about how the sun and the moon fell in love. Mine too. Like, Mine ever too. since I heard it, it was just like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna to want to tell that to your kids, but yeah, I guess some but you have to leave some parts. Out. <laughs> There's some parts you might want to cut out. But yeah, the first line will always be like one yeah. of my favorites of any folktale. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. Okay, with that, Adra, take it away with our first folktale. Okay, so I'm going to tell you a folktale called "Stealing the Sun." Ooh. Okay, so. It just said a story from Africa, but I really wanted to know what country in Africa this folktale was from. So I did a quick Google search, um, like, you know, the names that came up and like the lakes. And I think it's from um, northwestern part of the Democratic Republic of Congo. Indeed. So that's that's where I'm taking you today. Okay. Okay. So Chief Wei lived near Lake Tumba with his wives and many servants. He had a tall, handsome young son named Mokeli. At, at that time, there was no sun, only dull, overcast skies all day and the bright moon at night. Mm. Yeah. Mm. What? Well, at least it was like there was some sort of light at nighttime with the moon, I guess. Mm. I, I take the sun anytime. Yeah, of course. One day, Mokeli asked his father, why doesn't the sun shine here? Chief Y looked sad. It was stolen a very long time ago. I'll go and get the sun back for you, said McKelly. So McKelly cut down a huge tree and hollowed it out to make a canoe. When the canoe was ready, wild animals came out from the forest and begged McKelly to take them with him. We'll help you get the sun. If the owner won't sell it, we'll sting him, buzzed the wobs. Buzzed the wobs? <laughs> buzzed the wasps. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can find the sun even if it's hidden, grunted the tortoise. I can see better than anyone else and I could fly away with the sun for you, whistled the kite. So it's not the kite you're thinking of. Apparently a kite is a type of bird of prey. Yeah, that's the type of kite I was thinking of. I was thinking of the kite like I, that flies. I, 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 I was I like, wait, we're all thinking okay. of that same kite. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So welcome aboard, cried Michele, and all the animals crowded into the canoe until there was only just enough room for him. For days, Michele paddled along the rivers, through the forest, until at last he came to the land of Chief Mokuluka, Mokulaka, <laughs> who had hidden the sun. Michele asked him very politely, please, may I buy the sun from you? Chief Mokulaka didn't want to sell the sun, but when he saw a fierce leopard, a huge baboon and all the other animals that were in the canoe, he knew it would be very difficult to keep it. Damn. <laughs> man came, he came with a squad. Yeah. And he said, I'm not asking, but I'm asking. <laughs> like Dave said, I got killers in me. <laughs> <laughs> very well, he said, but I'll have to talk to my son to decide on a fair price. Why don't you go and rest for a while? So Michele agreed and sat down under a tree. Chief Mokulaka hurried to his daughter. Malumba, he whispered, I want to kill this man. Damn. Brew up some poison for him. The chief didn't notice the wasp that was hovering near him. The wasp flew to Michele and warned him what the chief was planning. So when the chief invited Michele into Malumba's hut, Michele pretended he knew nothing of the poison. He talked to Malumba, the chief's daughter, and she liked this handsome young man so much that she secretly poured the poison away. Ooh, charming. Mm-hmm. And when they were talking, the tortoise found the sun hidden in a cave. It dragged it out and held it tightly. The kite gripped the tortoise in its claws and lifted it up. For the first time, the sun rose up in the sky. Mm-hmm. Just imagine that. Like, the tortoise is holding a sun and then the bird is holding the tortoise. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. Yeah. The sun can't be that heavy then, apparently. So when Michele and the animals saw the sun shining over the forest, they rushed to the canoe and Malumba went with them. Michele paddled... me with you. (laughs) Michele paddled as fast as he could down the river. Shouting with rage, Chief Mokulaka and his warriors chased after them, but a huge swarm of wasps stung them until they ran away. Mm. Michele paddled his canoe back to the village. Father, he shouted... I brought the sun for you. His father and all the people cheered. They were delighted that the sun was going to rise again every morning, lighting up the forest and making the days bright. Michele married Malumba and they were very happy. Michele told the story of his adventure over and over again. He told his children and his grandchildren and the people who live in the forest are still telling the story of how Michele brought back the sun. And now we told you. Yeah. Um, yeah, nice, it's great. Nice. I like that. It's a really nice kind oh, okay. of bedtime-ish story. Mm, I can imagine I it. As, a, as a short. Yes. Like, you know, short yeah. animation. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah. Um, I do think, however, there's a prequel to this story that I really want to hear. And that is how did Chief Mokulaka manage to steal the sun and hide it in a cave? Like, what was his motive? Mm, what did he mm, gain from that? How did he even do it? Like, I want to hear that part of the story too. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing it's like, you know how in uh, Moana, when um, I think Mao could do lots of amazing things. Uh, what was oh. it? Uh, 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 this guy. And oh, and um, you're welcome. Yeah, oh, yeah. And that's like, that song. Yeah, so he he's, um, he was able to do like stuff like see, bring I, up the sky or yeah. things like that. So I think it's. Oh yeah, he said the grass. The grass. The grass. No, 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 no. Wasn't messing that was Mao just messing around. <laughs> yeah. Basically, I okay. think that you know it's that same type of vibe. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think there were, there were probably people that weren't necessarily deities, but had like 
powers that were able to do stuff like that. Obviously, um, what's his name? Maui? The one in... Um, in Maui, Moana. That, yeah, in Maui. <laughs> yeah, it's Maui. I was getting confused because Maui, Maui Lisa, Lisa Maui. Yeah. I'll be telling you a story about Maui Lisa next, by the way. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's cool. What does he say? He says... I killed an eel, I buried its guts, sprouted a tree, now you got coconuts. He also says that he pulled an island out out from the sea. Um, he oh, stole yeah. fire from down below. When did he say that? Yeah. Oh, okay. He said he lassoed the uh, sun. That's how the chief that's did how it. The that's chief, how the chief, lassoed. he lassoed uh, the sun. This is your prequel. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Also, I... How yeah, so it said, who has two thumbs and pulled up the sky? <gasps> yeah. When you were waddling, yay, hide this guy. Yeah, this guy and been the talking nice breeze. That's the chief. You the chief is Maui. Yeah, looking at him. Maui. Ah. Yeah. Also, I lasso mm. the sun. You're welcome. Okay. So. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. Thank you for that. Great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how he did it. <laughs> That's how he did it. All right. What and story now, are you going to I'm say? talking about... Maui, Maui. <laughs> yeah. We're now going to be talking about Maui. Um, not to be mistaken with, you know, Moana's Maui. We're talking about Maui from Maui Lisa. We're actually talking about Maui Lisa, but, you know. Yeah. Sometimes we just say Maui. <laughs> <laughs> we get the picture. <laughs> so Maui Lisa um, is a deity and like they're together. So Maui is the sun, Lisa is the moon. Wrong. Maui is the moon. Lisa is the sun. Wrong. I'm joking. Yes. <laughs> yes. Maui is the moon and Lisa is the sun. So I was right the first time. No, you were wrong the first time. Oh You're my right God. The second time. <laughs> uh, but sometimes confusing. they're fused into one um, as Maui Lisa. And only Lisa is um, celebrated or like venerated as a separate god. Lisa is the sun. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. Um, I think sun deities were more, like moon moon deities were kind of like a, oh, and then that's them. Yeah. But in this story I'm about to tell you, the moon deity is the main Ooh, creator. the main character. Yeah. So get ready. Okay. Before we start, don't ask me no questions about where this is from. Don't ask me no questions about who wrote this um, story. It's just here and you're just going to listen to it okay. and you're going to love it. Maybe in the Patreon, I might put in the source and the person <laughs> who wrote it. But, you know, yeah, just saying that from beforehand. Okay. 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 I'm ready. So, Maui and Lisa. Strap in. It's a long story. I'm strapped. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) In the very beginning of time, Nana Baluku created the form of the universe and held that form in place. From her emerged Maui and Lisa. Lisa didn't have much to do at first, but Maui, the giver of souls, the creator, she had a lot of work. She got on the back of the great rainbow serpent, Aido They tore through the universe, creating everything that there is today, including the earth. Thank you. When it came to... When it... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I didn't expect that. Thank you. When it came time to create the earth, she crawled into Aido mouth. And when she crept back out, there it was, the beginning of our planet. 
everywhere that they stopped on the planet and rested arose great mountains and then they molded it into stream beds and rivers and canyons and valleys. They also created the sky, they created the sun and the moon and when they were finished, they stood back to survey their work. Nice. Unfortunately, they found that they created the world too big and too unbalanced so that it looked like at any moment the world might topple over and fall and break. Concerned, Maui asked Idowedo if he had any ideas. Idowedo said, let me try this. And he wrapped his massive rainbow coils around the planet and he began to squeeze. But it wasn't enough. Maui was watching from the outside and she said, squeeze harder, squeeze harder. And he squeezed tighter and tighter and tighter. Eventually the world started to compress just to the right size and shape. But even for a great rainbow serpent, this was a tremendous exertion. And as much as he tried, he couldn't hold it. And eventually it slipped and the world turned into an unstable form. Maru said, Idowedo, can you do that again? Can you do it for longer? Idowedo tried again. He wrapped himself once more around the world, squeezed and squeezed, and he got the earth back to the right place, but he was unable to hold it. But then Idowedo had another idea. So he tried again. And this time, when the, the, he went into his serpent form and wrapped around the world and squeezed and squeezed and the earth, when the earth was the perfect size and shape, he took his tail in his mouth and he bit down. And holding his tail in his mouth like this, um, he was able to keep everything contained. Maui was very grateful, but she immediately could see that either way those skin was beginning to be burnt by the bright sun. And so she wanted to help him and um, make him as comfortable as possible because obviously you can only be so comfortable biting your tail, holding tight. It's mm-hmm. like, you know when you're like holding in your stomach for a yeah. picture and it's just yeah. like getting uncomfortable and all that. Um, yeah, so she decided to, she created the oceans to cover him up um, and so that he would have a nice dwelling place. After all this was done, it was time for Lisa to step in. Now, Maui called... Um, back to the beginning of of creation and summoned forth Lisa who came and joined her on earth and the happy couple immediately started having children they got busy they gave earth they gave birth to the gods and goddesses they had animals plants trees and everything was going fine until they finally had a certain Difficult child. Oh no. The human being. Cold super nanny. <laughs> <laughs> and then they had a few more. And this increasingly became a problem because they had no respect for their creators. They didn't have any gratitude for the gift of life and that they had been given, as well as for the place that they had been allowed to live in. And so it was that they started to make a mess of everything. They were making a mess. Oh, they were making a mess. Damn. Maui seemed to bear the brunt um, of the worst of this. Um, for example, um, she'll be walking around the settlement of humans and they'll just decide to, you know, splash her with dirty water. What? Filthy water, in fact. She'll dry herself off and then they'll splash her with some more water, toss all that dirty water all over her. Wait. Okay. Yeah. Um, That's weird. Right? Yeah. <laughs> So this started becoming too much and she started to wonder if it was something personal, you know. I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> why are they specifically attacking her? Um, she became convinced that it was in fact um, 
personal yeah it was in fact yeah. personal um and she she understood that it was personal when um when she came up to people and they, people weren't saying hello to her they weren't thanking her for existence yeah you know you weren't saying anything um they all walked you know up to her and they wiped their dirty greasy fingers all over her Wait. as if she was nothing but a towel yeah that was the last straw she had had enough she was going to leave this place behind she had decided to go up to the sky where she couldn't she wouldn't have to deal with all these pesky humans so her spirit rose up and inhabited the moon once she was there she got a good view of everything that was happening on earth and she realized that truly these humans were not they were not okay <laughs> they were really having all sorts of problems um, and they even annoyed and even though that they annoyed her they were still her children and she wanted <laughs> um, them to be well off yeah the rest of creation was also suffering because of the indiscretion of these cretins we are the problem <laughs> humans are the problem so Maru called to Lisa once more and he rose up to the moon. Maru said to him, Lisa, I'm not going back there. <laughs> I'm not going back down there, but I need your help. Would you be willing to go down and teach those people? And Lisa agreed. So Maru gave him magic, gave him a magic wand and said to him, they need to learn respect. But first and foremost, any any creature before they can live harmoniously with the rest of the world has to know how to properly take care of themselves. Go teach these humans how to do that. Nice. <clears throat> so, Lisa chose to go down to the earth, holding this magic wand and to take with him an assistant. He knew the humans would be um, very difficult, so he brought goo, which is goo gu sometimes you know okay um the god of war Ooh. fearsome stone body iron head god of metal working as well um the two of them came down to the planet and began instructing the humans how to build shelter how to make clothing how to make tools how to solve problems so that they weren't at the mercy of their environment um they might need to come back down again then because bro <laughs> 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 yeah, we are we suffering. Now? I don't know how to build shelter or make clothes. <laughs> I just watch some TikTok videos. <laughs> the humans, after a while, began picking up these abilities, and they began to see, you know, how these abilities, you know, influence the goodness of their lives. And they were really grateful. They they were actually grateful towards Lisa, towards Goo, and because Maru had sent them down. They were grateful to her too. Um, from the gratefulness, um, from the gratefulness, yeah, from the gratefulness, eventually grew up a certain love for their creators, and from this, well, they started to have respect for them. Lisa saw saw this, and he realized that his work on this planet was coming to a close. But one last thing he needed to teach them: agriculture. So he showed them how to create fields. He told the humans he would return and he went back up to the moon. He returned his wants to Maui. Maui looked down on earth and things were much improved. She said, Lisa, you've done a wonderful job. She was so impressed that her love for Lisa reawoken again. 
apparently it was gone before. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> Maui said, I don't like I don't like it when you're so far away. Why don't you move up to the sky with me? Um that we would um that would be great, Maui said Lisa. But where would I live? Maui suggested that he lived in the sun since she was living in the moon. So um, Lisa moved into the sun. The sun and moon aren't usually in the sky at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's an explanation for it. Okay, carry on, carry on. (laughs) (laughs) They just say that they're up in the sky. Sometimes they are, they can both. Yeah, but not commonly. Yeah. Um, Maui was so excited to have Lisa living close by that she immediately paid him a visit and gave him a big hug. They spent a bit of time together and then they went their separate ways. Each of them had their separate duties, the sun, um, creating the light, giving clarity, giving sustenance to the world, and the moon, creating the cycles of the months. Well, after that visit, Maui became pregnant. And from that, she had their next set of children. All of the seeds that the humans would need to plant the food that they would grow as farmers. And when finally those seeds were ready, Lisa gathered them together and went and returned to the world. Mm -hmm. But he was surprised to see that the humans weren't quite the same as when he left them. Suddenly, they were skittish and frightened. And when he went to them and asked them, what's wrong? What is the problem? Well, we're scared because not too long ago, the sun disappeared behind a dark shadow of doom. And Lisa thought, what could they be talking about? And then, oh, he realized it must have been when he spent that time um, when Maui paid him a visit because mm-hmm. um, Maui's the moon. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it must have been when she gave him a hug. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and he said, oh, my friends, listen, you should know that Maui paid me a visit. And when she did, you probably saw that as the sun growing dark. Um, but you shouldn't be afraid because look, afterwards we have all these seeds for you um, from that eclipse. And he showed he showed them how to take care of the seeds and plant them in the field. And he said to Gu, the god of war and agriculture, um, he will stay here and show um, the rest of you how to farm. And I will leave. But remember, these seeds from these these seeds are from the eclipse and they will provide you sustenance you will, that you will need to grow and I'm going back up to the sun yeah yeah. and with that he disappeared once more and moved permanently to the sun and the people waited and waited and soon Maui sent down rains the, the plants grew and Gu showed them how to take care of them and not too long after they had their first harvest and it was bountiful. They were so happy. Um, these seeds, th- these plants, these foods and fruits, they were so wonderful. They really, really enhanced their lives. And once more, they were so grateful towards Lisa, towards Maui. Um, they were so happy. And from then on, every time there was an eclipse, they weren't afraid anymore because part of them hoped that maybe they would get a gift as good as this one. But also, Simply, they were happy that their creators, Maui and Lisa, because that they knew at that, at that moment, the two of them were taking a break out of their busy schedules to pay each other a visit and enjoy each other's loving company. Wow. And that is what a story. story of creation, a story of love, 
a story of a parent's love as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Their yeah. children. Um, and a story to show how humanity can be unruly sometimes. Um, but, you know, we should be grateful for the gift of the planet. Beautiful. Thank you yeah. for that. That Thank was you. wonderful. Thank you. I loved it. Yay. Where was it from? I'm joking. <laughs> and that's all from us. And we hope you've enjoyed this minister. Yep. Let us know how you found it by leaving us a review and comment if you're able to. Um, you can stay up to date with us and what's going on in our studio by following us on TikTok and Instagram at adechi.atili. And now also on YouTube. You know? um, yeah, where we'll have a new series, Everything in Between. And... African mythology and religion. Yeah. Two new series. Wow, what a treat. What a treat. <laughs> <laughs> the first episode of African mythology and religion will be talking about the Yoruba pantheon. Indeed, indeed. So look out for it. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this little bite-sized treat. It was a bigger bite-sized treat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of an episode. You might need to take two bites or three bites. Yeah. But it's nutritious. Just down it. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time. And as always, thank, thank you for, for taking, taking the, the time, time to explore the world of African mythology with us, your hosts, Solomon <laughs> and Adra. Adra and Solomon. Whichever way you want to say it. Yeah. Bye. Thanks. Bye.